Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. I think we're live, episode 142, for our live audience. We apologize eight minutes late, but we're good. We did it. Uh, we won't we blame it on anybody specifically. Um, no, it's me. <laughs> uh, how's it going, Nick? Dude, chilling. After a long weekend of traveling, stuff like that, I went out to Colorado, and then my flight yesterday got delayed about six times, so I was supposed to leave at 5 p.m., ended up leaving at 12 a.m., and got into Charlotte at five and then had to drive up to Virginia. And so, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a long day. I saw you on social media be like, yo, Colorado. And I'm like, Nixon, Colorado. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, was that yeah. disc golf related? No, nah, just a wedding out oh, there. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were at a wedding too and turned Ben and myself. Yep. Um, Evan mm-hmm. Kearns, everybody. We said he was getting married and he didn't run. He actually got yeah. married. So congratulations to Evan. Uh, Evan did invite me to the wedding, but it was more like informal. He was like, I'm pretty sure you can't go because I think we scheduled the dates like wrong. And obviously it's not my part, but I had already made a prior commitment. And so I was like, oh, dang, I feel really bad. But I saw you guys had a really good time. We held it down. We held it down. Uh, It was funny because you know how you go to a wedding? You're like, which table am I going to be at? Like, especially (laughs) like I don't I'm not in Evan's circles like more than one, which is disc golf. Like that's the only circle I'm in. And he's like in yeah. a different part of even New England than I'm in. So me and my wife, intern Ben, you yep. can pull yourself up three up tonight. Look at it. And he's I'm sitting here. in Evan's seat. I'm in Evan's spot. And Evan brought his, uh, Ben brought his girlfriend and we're like, okay, we're going to be at the same table. Like we know that, like without checking, we know that. And it was funny because there was one guy sitting behind us in the ceremony. <laughs> and I think he overheard us. He's like, I know nobody here. He goes, I'm a work friend (laughs) from Orlando. And I'm like, you're definitely at our table too. And one thing led to another. He heard the history of disc golf. Yeah, We got so passionate (laughs) about that. That was so funny. He wanted to know everything. And my wife and Ben's girlfriend were like, please stop talking about disc golf. (laughs) We were having a mini podcast of our own. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so Evan's not here, so we're not getting the normal stat read down. It's going to be the Nick and Matt show, old, original, uh, 1.0. Oh, gee, yeah. Um, but the good news is, one Evan couldn't be here, but we've got another Evan lined up. Evan Scott just took down Zoo. Oh, sorry. Uh, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Scott took down Zootown. Open silver event in Montana, Missoula, uh, Missoula, Montana. And so we're going to have an Evan, even though Evan isn't here, we will have an Evan to hold it down tonight. It's tough to replace Evan, but we'll do it with a different Evan who uh, is extremely good at disc golf. And uh, we'll get into that later. (laughs) We'll play a game. How many points better is Evan than Evan? A lot. A lot. <laughs> like, like hundreds. Like hundreds. Okay. Evan, if you're listening, which I hope you're not, you're on your honeymoon. But if you're listening, we love you. We do. Good wedding. It was cute. Cute wedding. <laughs> nice. Oh, another funny thing. Um, we're standing there talking, like outside in this. Gra- it was a beautiful property, like a New England venue. You're outside looking over rolling hills of grass and trees and thinking, 
this would be perfect for disc golf. Just rip it right over where like the the altar or whatever it was where they're getting married, that area yeah. outside. I'm like, oh, that'd be a perfect hole, Ben. Like, check this out. And then next thing you know, Evan's mother-in-law, now mother-in-law, then mother-in-law, like immediately following the ceremony, um, she walks up to our Patty. group. I remember okay, her name, Patty. Patty. Shout out, Patty, if you're listening, because she comes over, she goes, I heard the voice. And I had to come over and say hi. She's like, Nick and Macho? <laughs> I'm like, no way. <laughs> so even people who aren't into disc golf listen to this show. That's pretty incredible. So Yeah. Um, so where are we going with this? Um, a little discombobulated. There's a lot that we're trying to cover here tonight. We've got some fun things lined up, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, so stick around. Um, but Kristen Tatar takes down her sixth disc golf pro tour win uh six number six now it's fun to look over the stats because she wins her sixth but she also has three events in there where she doesn't win and you're like wow three like it takes a little while to kind of look back at that but three events where she does not win but the cool part is missy gannon was making a push here and katrina allen in the final round made a significant push shooting the hot round get her into third place. Great to see out of Katrina because mm-hmm. she hasn't been playing to her standards and she keeps saying, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on my throws. My, you know, my boyfriend Austin's like really working with me on, on form and things of that nature. Sarah Hokum making a strong appearance, fourth place at the silver event. Uh, you don't see Sarah in fourth place often. And for her to do it is really, I don't know what the right word is. Good for her. Yeah, good for that's her. Strong that's strong field. That's a good that's a good word. Good sentence. A good sentence. Especially with Sai. So I'm not doing it the way Evan does, and people probably don't like the way I'm doing it. But like I'm just jumping all over because the way I'm thinking of it. Sai Ananda. She's been doing good. I thought this might have been her event again. Yeah. After round two, she was in second place, only a few strokes out. Uh maybe it was three or four. <laughs> but either she, way. Yeah, she she had brought the deficit after the front nine in the second round, I think down to one or two. And then the back nine just kind of slipped up a little bit. And then round three never really got it going. I think only shooting even or one under par that final round. But she definitely was making a push during round two at one point. Yeah. Um Juliana Corver, a top ten, which back in five years ago. We might not have thought much about a top 10. I, I know I used to think most average FPO players, <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Top 10 is not that hard to do. Nowadays, it's a significant feat. And for her to have done it, again, another good showing over players like Hannah Wynn, who's been performing well, over Kona and Jessica Weiss. I'm just saying names that stand out to me from all the years past. Um, Erica Stinchcomb. Um, yeah, I mean, again, good for her. And it was awesome to talk to her in that interview and figure that out. So, um, that's FPO and didn't give you any, any exciting numbers. You have to go over to stat Mando to check out what they're putting up on this event. Um, so Evan Scott took it down. We know that, but in an interesting way, this doesn't happen often, Nick, but we had in it a, a third round, a final round cancellation due to weather. Now, some people on the internet crying it's a bad call, shouldn't have happened. It's not the, you know, they could have played it. They waited too long while it was raining instead of coming back. I'll, you know what? 
it's like, you know, the backseat driver. It's easy to say, but when you're there running these events, there's a lot more to consider than half of us realize or mm -hmm. 90% of us realize. I think I, I trust that they made the right call. I know Seth Muncy is a big part of that decision as a safety or used to do some of the safety stuff on site comes down to lightning play, but they canceled the final round and the rules would be whoever's in the lead at the end of the previous round is the winner. Before we get into further conversation about like, well, how come they can't play out another round? Why can't they wait the next day? And all that conversation will come up later. Um, let's continue on. Clay Edwards, second place. If you recognize that name, good. I am not super familiar with Clay Edwards. Have you heard much about him, Nick? No, the uh, name didn't sound super familiar, but I think a Carolina, one of the Carolina guys. Yeah, good guess. I don't know. North Carolina. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, North Carolina. Charlotte. Yep, right out of Charlotte. Okay, and then um, Anthony Barella. So Evan See, had, he was my pick to win. Yeah, you yeah, and Evan see, both picked him. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Tatar and AB, and I thought, you know, five strokes back going into the final round. And this venue was kind of cool because this is – it was a par 59, only about 8,100 feet total length of the course, which is definitely shorter than what we're used to seeing out in the road, especially going from the Elite Series Plus event at the Portland Open and then coming out to this one. Um, definitely a huge change of pace. It was fun, the mountain views, the kind of super elevated shots, hole one being a big downhill shot. Um, I definitely thought there was strokes to be gained out there, and I thought AB could make a push that final round. But Evan was playing extremely well. I mean, 100% circle 1x putting, and I think it was 77% circle 2 putting, and averaging over 1070 for the event. So it's it's tough to beat that in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, so other names there, third place uh, tied with Anthony Barella, Ty Love. Uh, it's, this is what silver events are about. I've said it all the time. I love to see a different crowd uh, of players vying for the win um, than, your, than your regulars. Now, the interesting part is our regulars are averaging well through the season, but a lot of our regulars aren't regular anymore. Like, we aren't seeing Paul in the top three and Ricky in the top three and Eagle in the top three. And, you know, I could just keep going on with all the top players. We are seeing Calvin usually in the top three. I can give him that. Mm -hmm. Um, but so we're seeing Ty Love. Uh, another shout out here, James Conrad. I know it's a silver event, but James taking fifth place. Good job for him and Nico in a top 10 um, at eighth place. So what's surprising about this event, just to shout out a few, is Gannon Burr, eighth place. He says he feels like he's playing. I don't know if you'd say great golf, but he feels very comfortable with his throws and that he thinks he's executing well. He says that he feels like it's the results after it releases from his hand, which is everybody's, but it, meaning like, hey, it hits the ground in a route, right? And it kicks a little bit further away or on the way a gust of wind comes. He, he says he doesn't feel bothered with his actual play and release. So either way, eighth, uh, eighth place for Gannon, little surprising. Um, everyone has those off rounds. Mm -hmm. um, and other than that, nothing really stands out to me. Um, I mean, there's a lot of names that, are down further than they want to be. Adam Hammes coming off of a win to finish in 28th place just shows mm -hmm. you how the fields are stacked up and uh, different than it used to be. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. So that's your FPO MPO Zoo Town. Uh, I think I would love to go and play that course. And I don't yeah, that one looked awesome. That that looked like a very very fun venue to go out and play. Uh, super enjoyable. Definitely fun to watch. I I enjoyed it a lot on the MPO and the FPO side. Absolutely. Um, so 
we're getting ready here in just a minute to bring in Evan. Um, but let's go ahead and talk real quick about uh, th there was a lot of events going on. We're not going to do a full recap of, of Nokia, yeah. but we will jump over for the reason that at the Pro Forester Open, this is a Euro Tour event, uh, as mm -hmm. Evan would say, Evan Kearns, <laughs> Stat Mando. Um, this is not to be confused with the European Pro Tour event. Um, it's a Euro Tour, and this is, I think, event mm -hmm. one for the Euro Tour. Yeah, number um, one. So uh, there's a, a few notable players that you, you might recognize, one being um, Yakub uh, Simrod. I'm trying to get my, my phone to switch here. And uh, Scott Stokely, Silver Lot. Um, I'm trying to see other names that one I can pronounce <laughs> into that people might recognize. <laughs> but Paul Macbeth, notably, taking down what is his second A-tier victory of 2023 and when i say it like that it feels weird second a tier victory of 2023 uh but he wins by eight strokes a win is a win shot the hot round um oh never mind almost the hot round uh hot round goes to elias lukanen mm -hmm. um with a 12 down and paul shot a 10 down in the final round now yeah. paul did good I'll just leave it at that. It, I, I hope this trend continues for him, whether it's over there or when he comes yeah. back, but good job. That that was also enjoyable coverage to watch. That is up on YouTube for post-round production for the Pro Forester. But um, I think one of the big shout-outs that we can take away from that event as well is Scott Stokely and Silver Lot punching their way into the European Open and the USDGC. They had two USDGC spots out there. So a huge shout-out to both of those guys for claiming those spots out on the road. And uh, yeah, big shout out for Paul getting the first Euro Tour win of the year. We'll see kind of how it's, I think, another six weeks in a row that he's going to be playing these events. So we'll see how he keeps stacking them up. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we have Evan in our green room, but we ha we're having a little bit of te technical difficulty. And before we bring him in, we, uh, uh, regular listeners know that a few times in the past five months, we've probably been like, welcome to the show. And then we can't hear him. Okay. I think we can hear him. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I well, think he's good. Intern Ben's feverishly working. That's what we pay him for. I said, Ben, this will never happen again. We're going to make sure we're good before we bring him in. So this is all on. Look, he's nervous. Intern ah! Ben's nervous. <laughs> um, let, with all, let's just go ahead and do it. Oh, welcome to the show to Evan Scott. Let's see how this works out here. We'll bring him in. Uh, just taking down, as we mentioned, Zoo Town Open. There Evan, hopefully you can hear. Yes, okay. He's nodding. Yes, he can hear us. Can we hear you, Evan? How are you doing? Doing great. How are y'all? Yeah. We're doing very well. We can hear you perfectly. Good. Thanks for working Good. with intern Ben behind the scenes. He's uh, making sure that, you know. Yeah, he said test, test, test like nine times probably. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Evan. Hey, congratulations is in order for sure on your first mm -hmm. Disc Golf Pro Tour victory. Those words coming out of my mouth referring to you. How, how do you feel about this, man? Uh, it's pretty awesome. I would have loved to like get to do it for a whole tournament, but I'm definitely going to take the two rounds. Okay. But it's great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you bring it right up there on the front side, third round, final round canceled. Uh, you had, was it, is it correct? I mean, as it res, uh, as the results are right now, you had a, you had a four, four stroke. stroke lead. Okay. Yeah. Four shots. Yeah. Um, you're a competitor. I don't expect anything else from you, but you had no concerns holding it down in the final round. 
I was definitely like a little bit nervous, but I, I was also very confident because I, I knew that course well and my game felt great. So I think I would have dropped another good round. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was it about the course and your game that was just feeling great that weekend? Um, my putting finally started to came together. Like every time I would get up to a putt, I just had this feeling that it was going to go in. And then um, the course just set up really well for my style. It's nice to not be on a golf course. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more fun, like kind of shaping shots rather than just throwing far. Mm-hmm. We need to get a pro tour petition going. I think I've heard this out of Paul Macbeth. I think I've heard it from Simon. I think I've now I've heard it from Evan and I've heard it from others really enjoying shot shaping. Um, and the fact that maybe you're throwing a few mid ranges in there somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned coming away from golf courses. You like this. Um, you said you knew this course very well. Just a minute ago, you said that. Um, what is it about this course that you really liked besides just shot shaping, what stands out to you? And, um, why did you feel so comfortable with it? I felt so comfortable cause I got plenty of practice rounds in. We got into uh, Montana on the Monday before, so I had all week out on the course to practice. And then, uh, the course, it just was a lot of like, I was throwing a lot of Heiser flip shots, which I've been, I feel like I can throw those really well right now. And there just wasn't a single shot out there that I didn't feel like I could throw. Now. Some people were talking about elevation. Was that a thing for you? Did your disc fly differently? I didn't notice it at all. It, I, I, I didn't notice it. There you go. What kind of what what discs were you leaning on? Because we were talking about earlier in the show, this was one of the shorter courses out in the road this year. Uh, what were you leaning on mostly? Um, I have kind of like a flippy ESP buzz that I threw a lot, and then um, my Venoms and one flippy force that were kind of the ones I was going to all weekend. Okay. Tell us about yourself because we saw you now back to back weekends or in, in the last few weeks, we've seen a, a fair amount of you and that's pretty cool. Um, what is it like? First of all, before we get to the question I was actually asked, what is it like with the live cameras being there on you, zooming in on your face, walking with you the whole nine yards Does that change the feeling of your round? Honestly, I like it a lot. It makes it a lot of fun. I feel like it's a lot easier to play well, like up on a lead card with cameras. But uh, it's definitely like a change of pace having the camera in your face everywhere. Like as soon as you go to the warm up area, there's just a camera on you. So, so why why is it um, that you think there's uh, you said you you have an opportunity to play better because of that? Like, what is that? Do you like to show off? Like, <laughs> explain that. I guess it might be something like that. It's just whenever, because if you're on a lead card, everybody you're playing with is going to play well. And I just think for me, it makes it a lot easier to play well if I'm watching everybody else play well. Mm -hmm. I, I've always yeah, you're playing said, with the best of the best. It's, you know, more often than not, you guys are all going to be shooting pretty good rounds and it's easy to feed off each other in that sense. Um, Matt was kind of bringing it up a second ago, but I'm going to go through the last couple of events. Beaver State Fling, 44th place. Cascade Challenge, second place. And then 59th place at the Portland Open, and then first place for the Zootown Open. Um, just kind of talk to us what the touring life has been this year. You've hit a majority of the events, and is this something that you're pursuing for a career full time, or trying to do it while you have the opportunities? I would definitely like to make this a, a full time career. This is uh, his first year going out for like almost every tournament. We're in a I'm in an RV with my buddy Jake Mon. It's been it's been a lot of fun so far. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you want to make it your career. How sure. long, how long have you been playing, um, disc golf? Uh, people, I mean, all over the internet, they're guessing at your age. It's been set on live coverage, but you hear everything from like 15 to who knows what, but you're, is it, you're 18 years old? 18. Yeah. Okay. 18 okay. years old. How long have you been playing and how fast did you rise to excellence? 
I started playing when I was 10 years old, and I think I played my first tournament in 2016, so when I was maybe 11 or 12. And then I won my first tournament later in 2016 at a, like a junior tournament. But uh, then I think I went pro, went pro after Am Worlds in 2021. So that was kind of, I guess, the time frame there. Mm-hmm. Am Worlds is a is a legitimate title, um, and I'm sure you feel that way. And I'm not saying that like people didn't expect it, but it's usually. There are Am Worlds winners who have not gone and continued in the sport, but it seems like the further we get into disc golf current, those titles are mattering more because those players are have the opportunity to go on and continue, quote, their career from that point. Um, so you have that major title under your belt. You have this disc golf pro tour under your belt. What do you think it is going to take? Is there any reason you shouldn't win Worlds this year? Like, what's it going to take? Uh, just going to take being a lot more consistent. Cause like Nick was mentioning my, uh, like my finishes from the last four tournaments, it's just like, it's very up and down. I think I just need to dial in, like figuring out how to play every single week rather than just every now and then. I think that's, that's all it's going to take. Cause I know, I, the... Go ahead. I was saying, I just, uh, I know that I can do it. It's just about doing it every week rather than having those off weeks. What do you feel like in those off weeks? What are you struggling with the most? Portland was definitely the putter. It was like polar opposites on the green from uh, Portland to uh, Zootown. Okay. Mm. Um, what's the strength of your game if you had to pick one thing that would, I don't know, that's kind of crazy, but would never change? You're Not that you're ever satisfied, but you're like, this is the strength. If I just had to keep this and plateau with it, I'd just keep it that way. I feel like just like hitting hitting gaps in the woods, like rather than a big bomber course, if you just give me some holes where not too long, but you got to hit a gap, hit the right angle. I feel like that's what I'm really good at. I love it. That's what I'm saying. I want to see more of that golf too. It's extremely fun to watch. Now that you've got the silver series win in the books, what are the kind of the goals for the rest of the season? Uh, Just keep playing how I did last week. Hopefully, hopefully take down the elite series next. That'll be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of elite series, um, we've interviewed so many players over the years and we've asked the question, like, how do you feel about silver or, you know, elites or majors? And it sounds to me like you are ranking it that way. Uh, you had a pretty strong field. Um, is that what you, is it the title more for you or the strength of the field? I mean, I think the title's definitely great, but it would be like, obviously there were a lot of big names that weren't there this week, but uh, yeah. I think I think it's it's definitely like easier to win a silver rather than an elite, and then even that much harder to win a major. Mm-hmm. What have you found now that you've gotten into the kind of touring? You haven't done the full full season of it yet, but what has kind of been your favorite course or area to go to throughout touring? Um, so far it's probably either a Smuggler's Notch or Milo because I've been okay. both those times, and those are definitely the best. Those places are awesome. Yeah. Did you like the changes that they made to Milo this year? Uh, honestly, I liked playing both courses more, but I know why I get why they, I didn't have a huge problem with it, but I really enjoy both courses. Yeah. Awesome. Um, there's so, does the audience, the, uh, the listening audience right now live, I should say, do they have any questions for Evan to go ahead and put them in? In fact, we're not going to do it with Evan live, but we are going to take some live calls after this. So we're thinking of topics you'd like to do. Uh, we've also got some other live ideas planned out. Nick doesn't have a clue about, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um nice. evan so 
tell us just a little bit about yourself. Um, are you touring by yourself? Are you in an RV or are you traveling with a crew? Like, what does that look like right now? Uh, I've been traveling with uh, just one friend, Jake Mon. And uh, so we've, we got the RV at the beginning of the year. And we've been in that so far. How's that been? I like it a lot. It's really fun. Like, obviously, there's some things that I miss about, like, being in a house. But uh, it's really cool to be able to stay at the courses or stay really close to the courses mm -hmm. and hang out with people a lot more than we used to. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite? And I'm sure you tried to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> what's your favorite, like, food dining experience while on the road? Is, is there a go-to? Like, is it a tuna sandwich? Or are you like, no, <laughs> we, we go to McDonald's all the time. Like, what is your food? Like, how does that work? Um, we definitely go to McDonald's on the travel days. Like, uh, we're, we're heading to Emporia right now. We hit McDonald's this morning, but, uh, <laughs> nice. once we get, get that to, steak, egg and cheese bagel, <laughs> but, uh, we do a, a lot of tacos, some chicken and, uh, like eggs and rice, just stuff that's easy to make. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you arrive at your destination, you get in your practice rounds, you're breaking down for the evening to relax what are you doing to hang out are you just scrolling social media are you playing games or fishing or like what do you like to do uh it kind of depends on the night sometimes i'll just sit on my phone a lot of times we'll go find some friends to hang out with or uh me and jake have been playing mario kart a lot recently on the wii so that's nice. kind of what we've been doing now nice who who's better i mean i'm sure you're gonna say you but it's it really depends on the night because like some nights I win everything, some nights he wins everything. So it's hard to say who's better. Okay, but when it comes to disc golf, who's better? <laughs> it's that hard to say. Uh, gotta be, Jake's never been higher rated than me, so I have go. to say me. There you go. Uh, uh, he did have a very unfair. respectable finish this last weekend too, seventh place. So you can't shy away from that. Yeah. Um, we see the uh, we see the shirt, we see the hat though. Team Discraft. How long have you been sponsored by them, and have you? You know, what were you throwing before? How are you liking it? All those good things. So uh, I've been on Discraft since I got on the underground team in the beginning of 2021 and then got put up onto the tour team after I won Am Worlds. But I've been loving Team Discraft a lot. Like I, I always do a good bit of their Frisbees. They'd be kind of like mixed bag. But uh, yeah, I've been liking throwing the Discraft a lot. Hey, my favorite disc, and I'm not paid to say this. <laughs> is a discraft disc what is it matt the chat has to guess they know they know they okay. know um it's a limited edition version it is it a too. limited yeah that's true we should have that's yeah. that's the most any uh version. chipmunks evan any commemorative disc coming your way for this big win uh not that i've heard yet but uh that'd be awesome i would love something right. like that we got to get on Bob Julio. Bob's we got to call him I'm out. Sure. Say, Bob, come on, <laughs> let's get it going, Bob. If you had to, uh, if you had to pick a disc to uh, put a stamp on commemorating this win, what disc would you go for? Um, maybe a maybe a putter plastic roach. That's what I've been putting with okay. for the last more than a year now. So I think I think that'd be a cool one to have. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, man, we're just rifling through these, um, which is awesome. We're finding out so much about you. The live audience is pretty happy they're excited to get to meet you and know you better yeah. um I've, I've got another one yeah yeah go ahead so you said you've been playing since you're about 10 years old turned you know started playing tournaments 2016 turning pro you know winning am worlds who are players that you've looked up to now that you're on the competitive level with all the players that more than likely you looked up to who was kind of your inspiration uh, i would definitely say paul Macbeth, like most kids was the main one i, I watched him a lot and um 
like I remember watching Ricky and Big Germ back in like early like 2015, 2016. Do you try to emulate any of their throwing mechanics in your game? When I first started playing, like I taught myself how to throw and everything, just watching YouTube videos, I'd say it was definitely Macbeth, but now, now I don't really try to just kind of mm -hmm. whatever feels good. That's what I tend to stick to. What is your outside of tournaments and playing, you know, practice rounds on the course? How do you practice? Um, pretty much just do, uh, I'll just do like putting practice whenever we can get a basket set up or have baskets. So I don't, I don't really do field work cause it's just boring to me. So I, all, all of my throwing happens in practice rounds, but I'll go out and like practice, but mm -hmm. uh, your practice rounds, I, I've had the privilege of practicing with a lot of the um, best players in the world and, and not me practicing. Like I'm trying to practice with them, but like playing with them while they practice. And I've recognized they throw, you know, lots of shots on every tee pad. Then they'll just pick up their shots and go to a spot and play some approach shots. Is that what your practice rounds look like? Just throwing lots of shots? So that was, that's what I'll do for like the uh, the beginning of the week, first couple rounds. Like I'll throw a ton of shots and just kind of learn the course. And then maybe like the day before the tournament, I'll play like a, like one shot and keep score and play it like a tournament round to really get prepared. Hmm. That's I, I find that interesting, not from a perspective of judgment at all, but my mindset, and I'm not a professional, and I haven't won a disc golf pro tour, but I don't like setting that standard of like, here's how I perform the day before an event, you know? And then like, am I gonna do it again? Because I always have that mindset. If I shoot 10 down today, what are the chances I do it tomorrow? But that's probably yeah. a, an amateur's mindset. Um, do you do that to kind of give yourself an idea of what you should expect? Um, not as much like what I should expect. It's just more like, once I feel like I've figured out what I need to do off all the tee shots, it's more like making sure if I end up in a bad spot, maybe like, if I'm playing, throwing a lot of shots, I'm probably not throwing from the bad ones. So if I keep, if I do a score round, if I throw a bad shot, I have to play from it and kind of mm -hmm. learn what to do from the spot on a hole. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's worked, obviously. Um, we jump all over. We talk disc golf. We talk what you're doing after hours kind of thing. Um, you started disc golf at a fairly young age. Um, did you do any other sports uh, besides disc golf? And this one just stuck? Um, I did track and golf team in my high school before I went to an all online to pursue disc golf a little more, but those were never really serious. So it was just fun. Mm -hmm. And do you know, did you play golf long enough to figure out like what you would average over or under par? Oh, uh, it's definitely a lot over par. I know I, I broke, I broke 90 one time. I'm not, I'm not great, but I'm not like horrible. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just, it's just fun. Got nothing else to do. Do you think, how long did you play golf? Um, very inconsistent. I've played like maybe a couple times a year my whole life. And okay. then over the last few years, it's become a little more common. Oh, the last few years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the game of golf in a lot of ways transfers mentally, especially the strategy and how, how it plays out. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's pressing here that we'd really like to oh know. <laughs> Go ahead. Nick. Yeah. I mean, the next month four tournaments in a row all you know three out of four of them are elite series events one of them being a silver series event out in kansas uh kind of talk to us a little bit about the expectations going into it you have ddo preserve uh what was the other one that i'm missing oh the des moines challenge talk to us a little bit just kind of goals and expectations going into those events obviously winning them is the number one goal but realistic in the sense of i'd be happy with this uh i just want to feel like i played as good as i can like Maybe some courses as good as I can isn't going to be good enough to win. 
depending on the field. But I just I want to feel like I didn't leave a bunch of strokes out there, and hopefully hopefully get some like top twenties in the elite series would be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just said something interesting. You said you want to play as good as you can, and I love that mindset. That's what we should all do. But you on the pro tour saying that, and then you said you're not sure with some field like the competitive field that you're good enough would be good enough. Where are we talking about? Is it is it the long bomber golf courses like we had at um, uh, Portland Open? Or like, what are we talking about there? I was definitely thinking about a DDO because that, that course, I, I'm yeah. not a huge fan at all, but oh well. It, so is that Everyone's got to play it. Yeah. And so is that because of distance? Is that what you're referring to? Or is it something else? I mean, I've never really enjoyed playing and like, there's just a lot of artificial OB there, which you kind of have to do on a golf course, but it's definitely mostly because of the distance just feels like I'm having to throw as hard as I can in an open field. Just gets not, it's just not. Let's play a little game here, Nick. It's called judge that disc golfer. And we've only done it once or twice with a play with a actual interviewed player. And we've seen his game. Don't Mm -hmm. answer out loud yet, Evan. We're going to do this with the live chat. And I'm again, don't answer out loud, but how far can Evan throw a disc? And Evan, there's no description to that. It's good. It's, you can answer whatever you want to that. It's the farthest you've ever done. It's what you regularly do. It's up to you how you answer it. But we want to know how far he can throw. So I'm going to, you can either write it down or just file it away right now so you don't change the number. And okay. the chat's guessing. Ben, we're putting you on the spot. What Yo. do you think Evan's going to answer? Um... <laughs> this is tough. I'm gonna. I think he's going max distance. I think he's gonna say 525. Matt, oh, you think he tops out at 525? Well, See? no, no, not. I meant like, like, like yeah. max. Yeah. Not, not max distance line. Like where he's like, and I meant like max, like. Tournament Control. shot. That's oh, what I tournament meant. Tournament distance. That's what I meant. Okay. I, I can. I can see. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, Nick. Do you have one off the top of your head? Oh yeah. See, I, I was going. You know, hopefully, I can kind of sway his answer a little bit more towards golf distance. And I'm going to say regularly, he's hitting. You know, four fifty, four seventy five when it comes to controllable. What's your number, Nick? What's distance? your number? Four sixty two. Dang it. That's close. I was going to say four seventy five, uh, but I'll just spread it out a little bit more. I'm going to go like. He's going to say he can hit 500 if he rips it like on on his rip like of a drive. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. The chat, let's just throw out the highs and lows here. All the way down to 425 up to 580 600 someone said. Uh okay, so we have a lot of numbers in there. Looks like the average is in that 450 to maybe 500 range. All right, Evan, we made you sit there quiet for a while as we talked about you with you sitting here. <laughs> What would you say when we ask the question, how far can you throw a disc? And give us a number. Uh, I say, Matt, you were pretty close. Like, I can definitely push one up to 500, but it's consistent, like a golf shot around 470, 475. <sighs> okay. So, all right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's, that's, and what I say this every time people answer that, that is far. Nick, you would agree that's far. Yeah. It's very far. But yeah. Then but- you hear people being like, yeah. Oh, like I don't throw that far. I can only throw like 450. And I'm like, that's still really far. 450 feet on any local A tier, B tier, C tier is incredible distance. I'm sure 450 feet out of the zoo town was probably a very respectable distance. Maybe Evan, you can kind of correct me on that. But 450 feet for a decent amount of course, you could go up to Smuggler's Notch throwing 450 feet. 
and you will have success up at Smuggler's Notch because those are two courses where you're not required to throw the 500, 550 foot shot. Does it help if you can accurately do that? Absolutely. But this was actually a big Twitter debate uh, probably a week or two ago. I was just talking about the major distance in the game and how it's beneficial. But if you're not hitting it the way that you should, they talk about a lot of the distance throwers will say, you know, the further you throw, the more mistakes that can be made. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, if you're going OB 150 feet further up the fairway than I am, then you have a much easier, you know, third shot than I have a third shot going 100, you know, OB 150 feet shorter. So there's pros and cons to it. Don't get me wrong. But if I could pick something to improve my disc golf game, it would be if I could throw an extra 100 feet, then yeah, there'd be. I think disc golf would be way easier if I could do that. <laughs> Do you feel like you've topped out, Evan? You're 18. Do you feel like you've topped out when it comes to distance? People are kind of asking, like, maybe how tall you are, if you know your wingspan. Like, have you, do you feel like you've topped out? Definitely not. I, I think I'll, I think in the next few years, I'll start throwing. I think I'll be throwing farther every year for a while. Is that, I, I think, the, is that purely because from 18 to like whatever it is, 20, I don't know what the number is, you're still developing like as a, as a human body? Is that what you're thinking? Or you think you're going to refine some of your abilities? Honestly, I'm just like kind of basing off the past. Is like every every year I've played, I've continued to throw farther than I did the last year. So I don't see any reason that it's going to stop. Do you do any athletic training on the side while you're out on the road? Not not since we've been out on the road. Like over the off season, we would be um, like working out in the gym almost every morning, but uh, not not really once we've been on tour. And before you went out on the road, did you have you know a regular job where you're able to save up X amount of dollars? And now you said you're traveling with Jake right now. Did you both kind of hit the same boat where you're like, you know what, let's pitch in on an RV, let's go 50-50 and travel the country and play? How did that kind of come to be? So uh, uh, Jake's dad bought the RV for us and we were just kind of like paying rent to live in it for now. So uh, that's how we got the RV. But no, we did, I didn't have like a job over the off season or anything, but we, we did some fundraiser stuff to make money for the tour. Nice. What uh, what kind of fundraiser stuff? Where can people, you know, can people support you right now? Do you have any fundraiser discs? I guess for both of you guys. Oh, uh, we do have fundraiser discs. Nothing to buy online, but we got stuff we sell in person. And uh, like over the off season, we ran a fundraiser tournament at our local course at home. And I'm sure we're gonna do like an even bigger version of that this winter. Other sponsors outside of Discraft. Uh, yeah, I'm sponsored by uh, Grip and this company, Drive Bags, makes like chalk bags that are great. They're in the chat. Yeah, I was going to say, they've been in the chat all night hyping you up. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so one last question from me, and we've kept you longer than we said, and we appreciate that. We know everyone's time is really valuable. Um, but, but one more question from me is, at this time in the disc golf story of where it's come from and where it is currently players like Simon and Paul and Ricky signing large contracts. This is more than ever for a player, a decision to say, Hey, I want to play professional disc golf. The opportunity is visible. Um, do you have any backup plans or are you all in and just saying, I'm not even thinking about past this. I'm giving this a go for X amount of years. And then what would happen if you didn't, achieve what you wanted uh, as of right now like i'm probably going to start taking some online college classes in the fall when the next semester starts so i guess that would maybe be the backup plan if disc golf doesn't work just go to college and get a regular job but hopefully you don't have to do that <laughs> what um what interests you i guess would be my next question i said i had one but that kind of leads there is like what interests you that outside of disc golf are you an engineer mind uh paul Macbeth has mentioned architecture 
other players have like their things, music, what, what interests you? I really don't know. I've, I've been playing disc golf since I was in and that's been like, my mind has just been like professional disc golf since then. So I haven't even thought about it. There you go. Disc golf is your thing, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, especially like I said, the opportunities nowadays, yeah. uh, Nick or Ben, do you have anything? No, I think that concludes concludes it on my side. Wow, I've got oh, nothing. Intern Ben's got nothing. Chat loves when I say that. Look, hit the hit the four up button. Watch this. Oh, boom! Intern Ben should be there. He is. See now, look there. You are. What up, Evan? We appreciate very much your time. Uh, you shouted out how people could support you. If there's any other ways now, let us know, or we'll just cut you loose. Uh, if, uh, if you come see me at a tournament, just, uh, ask me about some discs and I'll, I'll hook you up for sure. But, uh, thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to you another time. Keep it up out there. Thank you. Congrats again. Thanks. All right. Oh yeah. We got music this week. <laughs> I'm back in studio. It feels yeah. so good. <laughs> how was that? How was your work trip in general though? Oh, it, you were out in... super fast. I yeah. pretty much, they fly me out to meet in a conference room at an airport hotel. Nice. We, we have a meeting all day. Then you get back on a plane and you fly back and you go, how much did they just spend to have us sit in a meeting all day, like to fly out here and all that. So, but it was, it was fine. Just zoom. Come fine. on. Oh, we do zoom, but this is one of those meetings where it's like, I'm all about remote, like virtual, all that stuff. But there is something that's more, you, you accomplish more when you have a group of the right people in the room yeah. together and you're sitting there all day. If you had to give a 30 second explanation of what you do at your job, what is it? I don't blast rocks, Nick. That used wait, to wait. Be like, no. well, how about can I give the, an explanation and oh, see if, no. if if we're correct? It's a nice, fun little game. Ready? <laughs> this is my idea. This is what I think it is. Matt, this is what Matt does. He does a lot. He's the creative director at an electric company, and he's a, he's a safety guy, and he creates these models. Um, to show people what not to do or to do basically <laughs> when they're on the uh, uh, electrical post that you train linemen. That's what they're called. Um, and um, I th I think that's it. I don't know. That's all. I, that's all. I, uh, my, that's my guess. That was that was more exciting. You're like the ideas guy. Say. There you go. They you gave go. me a title. I could always picture Matt, like when I used to do drilling and blasting, Matt would be the guy who just comes out of the work construction trailer with the white hard hat on and bust my balls about That's doing it. something wrong whenever he would say he's a safety guy. I'm like, yep, he's not OSHA, but he's someone who's going to tell me what to do. That's right. They pay me money to make sure that people are safe. And everybody's, a, now I'm going to get into a safety talk. Everyone's opinion on what is safe is a little bit different. So that's where the rub usually happens because Nick goes, Hey, sir, Mr. Master, I don't feel like I'm being unsafe. And I'm like, you might not feel like it, but like, here's what we're getting paid to do. And da, 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 da. Anyways, I, yeah. I, yeah, innovation. They gave me a title, innovation coordinator. I actually have a very open-ended job that allows me to create a lot of different things to make our industry new and better. And some of that involves virtual reality. Like, it's, I'm, it's cool. I'm actually starting to work to create virtual reality simulations. And I was thinking, can we do this for disc golf? And probably could. But. Right. What is What is this $3,500 Vision Pro thing that oh, Apple baby. announced? What, it's going to change tell, tell disc golf. Yeah, it's going to change disc golf forever. Um, How? So, Are you saying like, I'll be able to put on those yes. goggles and watch a tournament? Yeah. So let me give you a few rundowns on this. First of all, it's really expensive. The price point is because it's brand new. It's just like... The iPhones are still expensive. I'm sure Apple product will still be expensive. But 
it is more focused on what we would say is augmented reality, which means that you're able to see this headset does a pretty good job. Some are saying the best they've ever seen in high definition, allowing you to see the real world where you are. So if you put them on, you would see, I could look to my left and I could see intern Ben and I could look at my computer and see you and, and like, just as if I wasn't wearing a headset. Mm -hmm. But what the benefit of this Vision Pro is, is that they can put in your space virtual things, augmented reality. So instead of having a TV on the wall, these heads, this headset will make it look like you have a TV on the wall, but you can put your hands up there and you know, you can pinch to zoom on your iPhone. You can make your TV bigger and you can make your TV smaller. Yeah. That's um, crazy. So we're about to be like Tony Stark and Iron Man. Sure. Just be able to yeah. throw stuff yes. around the room and yep. enlarge it, exactly. shrink it. Um, if you're on an airplane, you can watch a large screen TV and, and you can make yourself feel like you're actually in a theater, like with the screen feels like it's a hundred feet wide. And, it's just, it's changing the way that people interact with the world around them. And the reason I mentioned about disc golf, if we go way back, Nick, you remember we were talking about, it was what, a funny oh, yeah. episode. We were talking about yeah. like putting on a headset and you could be in a drone, like flying around the disc golf course. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, people are talking about that now. They can already do it in virtual reality, but augmented is going to be different um, to be able to have this feeling of sitting courtside and paying 10 bucks to sit courtside at an NBA event um, or being able to watch disc golf with a headset on some people don't like it but i think the experience is going to be like unlike anything else it's going to be novel uh it's maybe it's 10 years out i mean the 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 products here but it's probably yeah, not going to be ubiquitous yes yeah. it's not going to be permeating everybody's using it but it's really cool product enough about vision pro um so here's what i want to put out there while we continue on a few other topics first of all uh, can you put up the number, uh, Ben? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so this number, text your topic. What I want you to do for our live listening audience right now is think of a would you rather question related to disc golf. I will give it for instance here, but then we'll move on from this topic. Would you rather get second during your 20-year career at Pro Tour events, meaning always second place during a 20-year career of disc golf Pro Tour events? At the end of the career, you never achieved a win? Or would you rather one world championship title, but you always placed outside of top 20 the rest of your career? Like, what would you, which would you rather? Always second place. Always second. Always second. All day, every day. For the whole career, 20 years. Whole career. You never got a win, but maybe you got second yeah. at every event. I'm making money and I, I'm having a brand. No one's going to care about that one world championship. Oh, Barsby. Yeah, Barsby. That's a Conrad. good example. Like, that's a good people. Yeah, people like denounce, like, Barsby's the man and people denounce him, like, oh, like, whatever. Just one world championship. Same with Eric McCabe. I know that's a little, <laughs> little further, but it's, it's, if you win one and, and people consider it kind of like a fluke, it's like people don't care. It's weird. Okay, we've got a few coming in. Uh, we're screening them, thankfully. <laughs> we are. Uh, someone answered always second. Thank you for submitting your answer via text. How about you give <laughs> us a would you rather? Uh, submit a would you rather. We're going to move on to a different topic. Um, but while you submit a would you rather to that, we're going to leave the number up there. We are also, not now, we will cancel the call. We will not take it. But in a little bit, we're going to invite you in to play a game with Nick, myself, and Ben. <clears throat> and it's a simple game. 
you'll probably enjoy playing it. You'll want to have followed or in most of our audiences, the, the disc golf pro tour, <laughs> you want to know at least this season. Um, but go ahead, submit your, would you write? Oh, here they go. Let's see. Let's see. We're going to keep screening them. Oh, they're texting it. Okay. I was, I was like, why is no one calling? <laughs> All right. Here's a simple one. Would you rather play a course with a perfect with, with perfect tea bat tea pads? Sorry, I'll get this right. Let me start over. Would you rather play a course with perfect tea pads or like we're, they say brand new baskets, but I'm going to up it baskets that were are like perfect. You can't complain about it. They only splash out if you actually putt bad. Would you rather really nice tee pads or really good baskets? Nick. Uh, I mean, obviously it all depends on the course, <laughs> but I, I would honestly say I really prefer really nice tee pads. Oh, it's just something snap. where, yeah, I've never had an issue with, any sort of basket like obviously some baskets catch better than other ones but for the most part the way i put my putting style is it's not too hard it's a decent spin putt and it usually doesn't spit out too often so most baskets catch it pretty well um but yeah it's very noticeable when you mm. play a, a course with crappy tee pads so if you, yeah I, th I think i would prefer tee pads it depends what the the tee pads are because he said perfect or she i don't know who this is if you give us your yeah. name i can say your name but perfect tee pads it's, so is it just like oh we're getting like perfect just, yeah, exactly non-perfect yeah so it's your like, vision of perfect but my yeah. thought is if it's like slippery wet then i want a good tee pad i don't want a slippery wet one but if we're just saying like exactly. even artificial like a natural tee pad it's dave shout out to dave d uh if it's just like a natural dave. like earth tee pad here's the deal i want a basket that always catches and i never have to have heartbreak and I don't mean like if I putt bad, it catches it. Well, even that, if it's a good basket, <laughs> it will. But I, I'm going to go with the good baskets because the literal heart-stopping heartache, when we see what happened to Aaron Gossage last week, it just kills you in that moment. I'll deal with a tee pad. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm same, same with you. My okay. whole train of thought was like, tee pads that aren't perfect are still good tee pads. He's not saying that's going to be like a terrible tee pad. Um, and I think I'd rather just a perfect basket because there's just been so many times when I've putted and I've just got robbed. It's not, it's doesn't happen as often, but it's happened a lot. Um, sporadically where it's just like, <sighs> where it's just See, a better tee pad though, puts you closer Close. to the basket potentially, <laughs> but it could just be, saying. it could be a great tee pad, not just a perfect tee pad. I'd, we rather, talked yeah. about this. I'd rather a perfect yeah. basket all day, every day. If it, it'll catch my good putts. I don't care if it catches my bat, but like prodigy, whatever they're called. If I putt <laughs> like at, if I don't putt in the center on a thing, if I even put right or left, it'll just spit out. So that's because you have a flat putt. That's 50 miles per hour. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like, <laughs> all right, moving on. Annoying. Um, and again, if you send us your name, following up your text or your text, we'll call you out or shout you out that, you know, you got hey, something we're reading. Would a, uh, would a perfect basket have caught Paul's almost ace out of his oh, last saw target? That. You I, guys see that? I don't think so. It came in no. just shy, like probably like oh, six yeah, inches crazy. shy. It tickled the chains on the front yeah. side. It, hit the Was basket. it the front or the back side? I think it was the front. It was whatever. Sure. Didn't it like the land disc, in it? The it, disc was literally in the basket. It was it the had front. so much speed and spin on it that it just whoop, it hyzered into the front yeah. of the basket. So it like just barely hit chains, but it hit the yeah. bottom. It literally hit the bottom and bounced out the back. Um, yeah. So Kevin, shout out to Kevin. Would you rather beat Climo? And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. They can paraphrase this or give yes. me details if they want. Is it today, right now? 
or is it at their prime like we're playing them? That's what I want to know, Kevin. Is it today or is it when they're at their prime? Both of them. And I'm saying, I guess I'm saying Paul's not at his prime. That's not fair. Maybe he's going to explode from here on out. But uh, if we're saying it's today, right now, it's Paul Macbeth. And I don't think there's a question about it. Wait, like, so what, what was the actual question? Would, would you rather, you rather be rather Climo be... at World Championships or Paul? Paul. If it's today, right now, it's Paul. I mean, I know it sounds funny, but yeah. uh, if it's at their peak, when they were both at their peak, like Grand Slam year for Paul, and then he wins his sixth world, all that stuff, and like, now I'm going to play? And back then when it's Climo, still Paul. Yeah, I, I, still, I still choose Paul. And I, I think the Paul. biggest... Yeah, well, I think the biggest reasoning for that is there a way to make yeah. it where you would ever have said Climo back in the day when Climo was winning if, and you were back then and Paul wasn't a thing yet, you would have said Climo. But now because yeah, but you know if, Paul. Yeah. If disc golf back then was as big as it is now, then yeah, maybe you could say Climo because he was popping off, you know, win after win after win. But I mean, look at Paul. He had a stretch of four years straight. And they got the fifth one in 19 and then got the sixth one in 2022. Yeah, I think it's Paul every time they answered. They texted up. They said at their prime is what they're saying. And I think Paul, so, Paul, yeah. how cool would it yeah. be though? And now I'm just having this like disc golf fantasy. I'm like, guys, I beat Climo at the world championships. Like that would be legit. Like that at their prime, like for me to be like, yo, I beat him at his prime. Like that would who be, beat, who beat Climo in his prime, Matt? Yeah, I know. That's what the problem is right now. Is who beat, like at our who beat prime Paul right? in his prime? Yeah, who beat Paul in his prime? I was just gonna say, but that Ricky you Weissong. know those players because we're in the sport right now, and that's <laughs> like we all got into the sport later. You know, we we are the Paul Macbeth era. We weren't the Ken Climo era, but at the same time, you can look at each year and say, yeah, in Paul's prime, let's say from 2012 to you know 2022, in the last 10 years, he's gotten first or second at each one of them, and you know right off the rip the players that have beaten him. So, all right, here's another. We're gonna pick this up just a little bit here. If they look good, I'll read them. Um, Again, if you submit your name, great. If not, we'll just read it out. Would you rather have a bag of all mid-ranges or all drivers? Mid-ranges. Ben? You had to give up one or the other. This is just like lifetime or year? Mm -hmm. No. Lifetime. lifetime. You got to play with one or the other. Oh, uh, drivers. 100% drivers. Give up or play with them? Oh, play with them. I'd I'd stack the drivers because technically, (laughs) and then we'll go to cogs. Technically, (laughs) there there's like the six speeds are technically considered drivers, but they're more like a mid range. No, we can't. You can't include. No, we're saying we're We're saying let's say speed ten and above, and then yeah, say ten and above. Yeah, here, how about this, Ben? Ben, the next video that we film when I'm back in Massachusetts, we'll do this. We'll go to we throw mids. (laughs) We'll go to Buffenville. You throw all drivers, and I'll throw all mids. Yep. Buffenville's, yeah, that's not a great example. I'm literally like, giving you a course that's wide open. You yeah, cannot get more wide open than Buffenbrook. I feel like that's a good front nine, back that's nine. That's Ben's binky. That is his course, his blanky. Like, he loves that. No, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I... Uh, Shout out to Dave tough. Chandler, by the way. It's a, say, There's a reason he loves that know. course. I don't know. I, I'll, if it's 10 feet above, I'll go mid-rangers, honestly. Okay. Good. Oh, and that was Kent. Kent! Chapman, Shout is that Kent. Kent C? I'm assuming. I don't know many Kents. Um, all right, A or B? They they really wrote this one out for me. This is Matt, and they did one T. That's I'm Matt with two T's. But here we go. Only ever play in the rain. I already know I'm picking option two. <laughs> I'm already picking. I don't even know what option two is, but I'm picking option two. Or only ever play offhand. Yes, I'm throwing left-handed for the rest of my life if I don't have to play in the rain. I hate the rain. No. 
What are you no, doing? I'm rain or I'm, opposite hand? No, I'm playing in the rain the rest of my life. I'll play in the rain every single day before oh, I ever so try bad. to get good with my left hand, dude. Yeah, I'll do rain dude, too. I am so unathletic when it comes to trying to throw lefty. I'm so I tried the other day, so bad. I don't even know yeah. how, how people do it. Man, there's not yeah. a chance. I like there are nice rain you days will, where it's like you will warm never enough be, and like yeah. enjoyable, but like most of the time. I'm thinking, welcome to the jungle event we did. It was, oh, that was 43 dude, degrees we shot and even, raining. Like, miserable. That's the oh, last no, no, thing. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. That was, for, oh, you're talking about Meadowbrook. I thought you were talking about Cog. Yeah, that was, that was not fun okay. at all. Okay. At all. That's will, what I'm thinking. You will never be as good with your left hand as you are with your right hand. Probably so not. You, let's, let's say right now, Matt, you're 950 rated, whatever. Yeah. You will probably never crest over 820. <laughs> no, come if on. If you, as a lefty, I Let's swear to God. Do, if there was, I wish there was a forced reason for me to do this, or like somebody put up the money. They're like 10,000 if you can reach like 950 lefty. If somebody told me that right now, and I don't 10, mean just 000? like told me it like empty, yeah. but if they said, Matt, 10 grand, if you throw yeah. left handed and actually like achieve a 950 rating, I think I could do it, Nick. I would do it. I would figure it out and I would do it. I don't know how long it would take like, me. Yeah. Like Eagle is what? 1040, 1050 rate or whatever. Eagle, if he played lefty the rest of his life, I don't think he gets above a thousand. No. Maybe 940. A thousand is a different level. I agree. Okay. Last yeah. one. And um, if he does get above a thousand, then I'm done playing disc golf because that's just embarrassing on my part. Okay. Um, some funny ones here, and I'm trying to decide how I want to read this. Adam from Pin High Disc Dies. There you go. Free shout out. Yeah. See, if you text in, you get free promo. So why don't you text in? There you go. Um, would you rather, this one's a little bit detailed here. This is the last one. Would you rather make 30% from circle two? Yeah, not too good. I guess acceptable, but not too it's good. It's acceptable. Yeah. Or, or have two throw ins. From outside circle two per round. Easy. It's B. Throw Dude, ins. That's that doesn't even correlate. It'd have to be like sixty <laughs> I mean, percent from circle two. Obviously, we're going throw ins. I mean, like I can get thirty percent off I can get thirty percent just like at me now. Like I don't need that thirty percent. It's and I'm gonna detail this way too much, but I mean it's if if you're putting ten times from circle two, then you've made <laughs> three of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. from 18 holes, you're making what five or so. So, I mean, I'd honestly, if you're putting from circle to 18 holes out of the round, which obviously isn't a thing, but I'd probably say two throw-ins. Yeah. Throw-ins all the way. We can all make 30% <laughs> from circle two right now. I'm laughing because I was doing too much reading of the text. I actually didn't see the chat. I'm sorry, chat, but there's some funny ones in here. Someone's like, no way, Nick. You can learn lefty and get decent. They're like, maybe not 950, but way higher than 820. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I will go out and play around and I don't practice lefty ever, but I'll go out to a short course in Massachusetts and I will play the whole round righty and then I'll do a filmed round completely lefty. And I bet you I'm 50 plus strokes worse throwing lefty. I think at minimum <laughs> I've done. Hey, for those of you who are interested and you may or may not be, you might've heard enough of me already type in Maple Hill lefty challenge, AJ Risley, Matt Graham. There is a filmed round, AJ Risley, Matt Graham playing Maple Hill. My claim to fame is that we went into like a triple overtime. We took it up into the Maple Hill game room, played air hockey, 
uh, ski ball. We had to decide it somehow. Eventually, AJ won. Uh, but my my highlight was throwing over. This is for real. Over hole eight. Okay. If I gave you a disc right now, Nick, hole eight white. So everyone knows hole eight at Maple Hill. It's over, over the, the water. water. Now the gold is significantly farther, hundred feet further at least. But white is borderline. What is it? Two eighty. Something like that. Yeah. And it's over water. The pin's like 15, 20 feet over the past that. I went lefty and I parked it. Um, and I missed the putt. <laughs> so I had to go lefty from like seven yeah, feet and tough. I missed the putt. But like that was awesome. So it can be done, but I don't know how consistent I'd get. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. From that, we do have a few other topics, but what I would like to do is have intern Ben screen yeah. screen some people here. Uh, so I'm, we can do that through text messaging. Let's come up with a yeah. question we want them to answer, and you just decide whose answer you like the best. Okay, cool. Okay? And that's who we're going to bring in. This is to play a game with me, Nick, and Ben called Better or Worse Than. And this is going to be taking a player, and the problem is they can cheat. So we're going to have to do their honor. Nobody look right now. I can't actually, I'm not telling you the game anymore. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized they'll be able to cheat. So I can't say anything else about the game, but text in. What's the question you're going to ask Ben? Like tell them, tell a story. No, it's got to be short. They have to text it to you. Text in. Favorite food. Oh, text in. Oh, no, 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 no. This is what should we do? The office thing we were talking about. Okay. Yesterday, okay. I'm gonna just gonna say it. you don't know what I'm talking. About. If text in, if you so from the office uh, show, the show the office with Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute. If we were in the office, who would we be? Basically, so text that in, and then we'll and then we'll call. Have you call in and and say why? Like for example, like Nick would be Pam. I'm just saying that, but like, nice. if we were to come, if you were if we were in the office, who would we be? And and why? So text that in, and then we'll call him to see. Wow, we had a little discussion about this yesterday. That's yeah. Why I'm who is intern up. Ben? Who's Matt? You, you don't have to do all of us. You can if you do. You might get in easier. But intern Ben's going to be browsing these. Yes. When we get to the game, we'll say Ben. Who was it? He'll say, and then we're going to call you and bring you into the game. And the game is going to be played live with us. We haven't prepped for this. Uh, I have. Nick and Ben haven't prepped for this. And it will be a live game where you get to play with us and it should be pretty fun. So go ahead and submit at least it's in the text, everybody. That's how you're going to get in this submit. And in then we'll the call text. you. Correct? I see people in the chat doing this. Once you pick, once you pick and turn. I'm going to be honest. I've never watched a full episode of the office. No, me too. I'm just, we were yeah. just talking about it yesterday. And so many people are obsessed with it, but it's just for some odd reason it's never just I'm going to give them another like. option too. They, that's probably going to be like bonus. Like if you see the right answers, Ben, or you like yeah, the answers, you go. Option. The other one is text intern Ben what your favorite food is. If he likes the same food as you, maybe he picks you. Yeah. This is a chance to get into this game. And I think we're going to give something away. I don't know what it is yet, but we will give something away. And it'll we be just free. want you to text us. Yeah, just text, please text us. Nobody wants to play. Like this you game. get, you get free promo of your name. There you so go. You have to text it. Nice. There you go. Right? Yeah. 
All right. Like there, you, okay. you, you get, you get your name. Text, in there. text your Instagram handle. If not, we're calling <laughs> Simon Lazat. Now, no one texts us. They're like, call Simon. All right. Did you um, actually hit up Simon to say, hey, no, we might call you? No, oh, but okay. it'd be pretty that'd, funny. That'd we're like, funny. you're live. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit while we wait for some of these to come in. Weather cancellations and what this means for the sport. This happened before. Um. Where did this happen before? Was this um, Calvin 2016 and Ricky? 2016 Okay. And then Calvin and Ricky at yep. Ledgestone two years ago. Yep. And yeah, what happens cool. every time the Pro Tour decides to cancel a, cancel a final round? What happens in the world? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? I just mean I see people get so upset. Yeah. Where do you think what that they, comes from? And this, this is a question for the chat. What what do they do in golf if Sunday is canceled? Do they play on Monday if it's a PGA Tour event or a major? Do they play it on min- Monday and finish it, or after the three rounds is it canceled? I'm genuinely curious. I do not know, um, and so I'm curious about that. But I think in our sport right now, everyone's travel day is Sunday right after the tournament or Monday the next day is when everyone is getting up and going onto the road. We were just talking to Evan Scott earlier. The next four weeks is three elite series events and then a silver series event excuse me the next yeah the next four weeks are dgpt events just back to back to back to back so that monday and tuesday that you have those are travel days i think a majority of those events are only three days so that's not the worst but i don't think right now we have the luxury of being able to say hey sunday got canceled we're gonna play it on monday now i don't think we have that yet you know uh I peruse the social media and find people with interesting opinions on this. And some say, well, like, Hey, like this is their job. Um, this is the pro tours job. Like these people are full time doing this, but you got to look at these, these events are bringing in 90, a hundred, 120 volunteers to work these events. Um, and having volunteered Ben has, I have Nick, you've played a lot. It's not an easy commitment to be like, yeah, we can all show up the next day. And that would be like in spur of the moment trying to make that decision too. Yeah. Now, could they plan this in and say, we've talked to us before. Could they plan it in and say, hey, let's do our elite events on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You could do that and always plan on Sunday as contingent. But that they've done that for USCGC before where they started on Wednesday and then went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, I mean, it has happened to where they'll change the scheduling like that a little bit. That's not my favorite way to kind of fix all this and then have Sunday as kind of a standby day. I wouldn't say that's my favorite way to do it. But if you were to actually logistically look and say, what is a good way to do this? That honestly is a good way is changing the schedule. Go Thursday, Friday, Saturday for three day events and go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for four day events. I think it shortens up the week because of the schedule. And I'm not totally opposed to that, Nick. When you were making that point about, you know, it's a travel day, this and that. I'm like, well, every now and then things get a wrench gets thrown in things and you have to you have to work to adjust yeah. to it. And I don't think it happens all the time. But I guess where is the, the even Evan himself said, I wish I had that third round. And I didn't press in a lot there. But like it almost feels like and I know people feel this way. I don't think big germ, he might've talked about this feeling this way of like, I didn't actually deserve the title. Like you have to almost be like convinced to believe it because, well, we didn't have to play the final round. And I know it's not the way it was scheduled, but if someone told you, Hey, there's a two round event to win the USDGC, 
and you were best after two rounds, did you earn it? Obviously, you did. The problem is people are planning on the final round, yeah. and then it doesn't happen. Uh, okay, so then take take 2020, the year of COVID. We were all in Waco, Texas, hanging out, and then I think Wednesday or Thursday of that week is when a majority of all the other sports leagues in the world had started really shutting down. We started on Friday, and then after Friday's round, we all knew that Saturday was going to be our last day. And so Colton won an Elite Series event, Mm -hmm. but it was a two-rounder. But everyone knew that Saturday was the final round for that tournament. And so then you can say, okay, so his win is not an asterisk win. Everyone knew it. Paul knew it, and Paul was in the lead at that tournament. Colton Mm -hmm. came back from the chase card. Um, But USCGC in 2016, like you're talking about with Jeremy Colling, I mean – Dude, a win's a win. Um, this actually, last year, when I was up in Massachusetts, we were playing the 501 Sunstein Open. And um, after the first round, we had a rain delay. And we were sitting there, or it was a lightning delay. And we were sitting there for more than a few hours at that point. And I was like, you know what? I Harry Chase and I were tied for the lead. And I was like, I would not be mad if this round stopped. Like, if we weren't allowed to finish round two and Harry and I won the event because there was two uh green mountain championship spots up for you know that was one of the qualifiers for it so i was like hey if that's a way to get it then i get it great if not then so be it so i don't know Uh, like evan was saying he would have loved to play that final round but it it is what it is a win to win in 20 years evan's going to be able to say yeah i won a silver series event and no one's going to question whether it was two rounds or three rounds We got someone. Okay, great. We'll get to him in just a second. I think that was a fantastic point, and I I don't even need to enhance it, but I just wanted to comment on it. If you know it's the last round, that's that's the differentiator. Now, did people waking... No, did they go into round two seeing that the weather tomorrow could be super turbulent? You would think so. If you're a professional player, you probably look ahead and plan a little bit. So I kind of believe, and I didn't ask Evan this, did you go into that round two thinking, hey, there's the potential that tomorrow's rounds get canceled. Like, I better play hot fire today. I think that's where people want to know because you're right. Strategy changes a little bit when you know yeah. that you have another round. You're, you're not going as absolute hard as you can. Uh, but at the same funny. time, I mean, every, every player out there is trying to play their best. Clearly, like they want to go out because if they're playing their best, more than likely a majority of these players True. can win a tournament when they are playing their best. Now, players will say it's better to shoot well round two on Saturday because Sunday could be potential bad weather. So you're giving yourself a higher expectation of I want to shoot better so that tomorrow maybe I have more strokes to give away if need be. But yeah, I mean, whether it's perfect conditions or it's going to be pouring rain all weekend, everyone is saying, you know, I want to shoot the best that I can shoot. I want to shoot the hot round all three rounds. Uh, or four rounds, whatever. Yeah, I exactly. All great points. Thank you, chat, for joining along. Those listening in your car at work, uh, what are your thoughts? Comment, let us know. Find us on social media or on YouTube. Um, I don't think in the near future it's going to change, as in like this this year it's not. They're not going to come up with any contingency. Um, the next year, not. It's It's so rare that until they have a staff, a volunteer, <laughs> that's that's an oxymoron, mm-hmm. until they have a staff where they can make this work. Um, the PDGA is paying officials or the Pro Tour is. And like, 
whatever else, right? Like this is people's jobs. Like that's an interesting idea. So the volunteers that we bring into each local event from the locale, from that area, what if one day there's like a traveling, I don't know what you call it. Like it used to be band groupies. Like it's a traveling tour where like intern Ben and myself and others, like we could travel, like we could tour but it's as like volunteers on not volunteers. We get paid for it on staff. That would be interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would change too much as far as like the event cancellations, yeah. but look, it a, would put you a in term- a better spot to do that. Yeah. Let's say this past weekend, they were like, Hey, we're canceling the round on Sunday, but everyone's got to play Monday. You could play the event with no volunteers. You really could. Majority of the volunteers are made up of spotters. And there's obviously uh, volunteers are the most incredible thing that happened in our sport. And I'm thankful for every single one of them who go out. Majority of them are spotters on holes. Some courses require spotters a lot more than others. You can look at um, the Great Lakes Open, the toboggan course. Every single hole there has spotters on it because it's so difficult sometimes to find your disc with all the elevation and blind shots. But you could finish a tournament on a Monday. If the Pro Tour decided to go that way, you could play this tournament and have a lesser number of volunteers. There will still be people who will show up for it, but you could finish the tournament. So you can't say spectators is the only reason why it's just right now in our sport. It just doesn't work like that yet. Interesting. And this is going to cast shade at the pro tour. And I have no intention of actually trying to like do that, but just for conversation's sake, it's rainy. It's like, we already know where we're going next. This is a silver event. All of this is going through their minds and it's like, this is pretty miserable. Like, does anybody want to stay? What's the, like, they're bouncing around everything and they're probably just like, yeah, let's just cancel. <laughs> and I, and again, that's casting shade. I know these people are making the decisions. They take their job seriously. They're making the best ones they can for both the safety of the players and the tour. And I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. And uh, Evan played the best two rounds in a row and he had a lead. Yeah. Who knows what he would I mean, have He was done, averaging but. over 1070 rated golf. I mean, if you do that one more round, more than likely he would have won that event. Um, I think he could have. Yeah, I think he had a damn good shot the way he was playing and putting incredible. So He said he was a little nervous, but that's normal. Yeah. But, but like, that's just normal. But I mean, in my head, I'm like, he's probably thinking to himself, man, I have a lead. I have a chance. Imagine those nerves. That'd be pretty uh, mm-hmm. epic. All right. Um... Do we have somebody lined up? Yeah, I'm going to call them. Okay. You want me to call them? Go ahead and call. Tell them, tell them to sit quiet while because we have sit one quiet. more topic to do. We have one more topic to do. Okay. Um, but get them lined up. Okay. Are we hearing the ringing? No. I'm hearing the ringing. You are. But okay. Do you we want me to change it. that? The no, it's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So the question we have, not, not for the live audience. I mean, not for um, our caller yet. Caller can sit tight. What's going... Uh, can, can they hear us? Can you hear us live, caller? Maybe. No. No, I muted it. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, he's saying hello. He's asking. All right, we'll get this right. We haven't done this in a while. Um, but to the live caller, just sit there tight for yeah, a minute. We have tight. one more topic. Um, Nick, so what's going on yep. in MPO? As in like, we've watched the season play out. If you had to choose the next breakout winner, who are you going with? And I, 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 MPO can start the conversation, but FPO is obviously interesting as well. Breakout winner. Uh-huh. They haven't won yet. This would be their breakout win and performance. You know, who, who are you going to pick in the MPO field? Anthony Barella. Dang it. Same. I was going to choose. <laughs> yeah. I dude, I want AB to win so bad. He, and he's been playing such an incredible season. We briefly got to talk to him last weekend. Um, I've talked to him when I was out at music city this year and 
he's like my guy to where I just want to see him get that win. Back switch this year, you know, seems like he's playing incredibly consistent right now. He keeps saying where he's like, he has that one round that he ends up now losing the tournament by three or five strokes or whatever, but he's playing extremely well. And uh, yeah, he's my guy to do like have that be be that next breakout win. I think second would be Goose. Goose. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Goose. I've been, saying, I've been saying every time he's about to win, I'm like, dude, I'll buy a jersey if Goose wins are here. And then he doesn't. So it's so sad. <laughs> Goose wins. So I can I'll throw here. out two other names and I don't know. It's like, you know, the odds on this. I don't know. Chris Clemens. I would be impressed, but not surprised if he had a tournament where he's on the lead card and then he squeaked out a win. I'd be like, dang, I know he's a good disc golfer, impressive, but not surprised. Uh, so I think Chris Clemens is, is a name that I, I would actually choose to possibly get that. That's a, that's a wild horse. Like <laughs> we wouldn't like pick him to win, but I, again, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And then the other is um, Gavin Babcock, man. That's another one. He hasn't had the win yet, right? He's had close. He's had some good stuff. He's, been decent, he's played yeah. well, but yeah, he he hasn't capitalized on a big win yet. Yeah, and that's another name where I'd go, I'm impressed, not surprised, because I know the talent's there, but he'd have to play, not out of his mind, but he'd have to play everything as good as he can. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, Ezra Adderhold. Adderhold. That's my breakout player of the year. He's an interesting one. I, I feel like he had win. a breakout season. What, like two years ago? Three. He years did ago? good at Vegas, and that was well, I, uh, like where he was like in contention to win. Was it a fluke? Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't win, so <laughs> it doesn't even matter. But I think, I think, I think it's his. I think he's very coming very close to winning. Oh dang! You just got to get it, get it, get it locked and loaded. So in the yeah. chat, someone says they got Brody. Um. That's a player. I don't have enough things to say about how he has stepped up into a the disc golf world and performed at the level he is. I, on record, said how wrong I was after making the, quote, hot take two years ago when he was first coming in. I was like, he won't ever break top 20. And I thought that line was pretty close, but I thought I was pretty confident there. Mm-hmm. Well, he really, I mean, I, I said this last year or whenever it was, two years ago, I said, well, it was wrong. Absolutely wrong. Impressive play by him. Would, again, I don't think I'd be surprised, but I'd be very impressed to see him win, as I am with most players. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be impressed. Uh, impressed. I think I think it would surprise me, personally. Surprised, because you don't think he has the ability. I think he has ability, but I think I yeah. think I think I think I think he's exceeded everyone's expectations. I think he yes. went from that YouTube guy where like, bro, he's, you're only here because you're popular from YouTube. <laughs> you played with Dupe Perfect, like get out of here. One uh, time he played it, no, yeah, but but now it's amazing like, race. He, he's he's legit, a hundred percent. He's legit. He can contend on tour, but I don't think right now. I I don't I just don't see him winning, and it would it would impress me a ton if he does i'm already impressed with him don't get me wrong yeah. but for him to win it would impress it would be like wow like he i he, think for, he started playing like three years ago yeah. so like, it's like, we're, we're, yeah, it would we're be at epic. 
we're at a point in the sport where these silver series are allowing us to see other players like the Evan Scotts in the world come out and get this win. We've seen Alton Harris, Kyle Klein kind of start up their careers with some silver series stuff. But to win an elite series that's, you know, a three to four round event where it's the best of the best competition in the world, I think for a majority of the players, anyone who's not Paul, Ricky, Gannon, Calvin, uh, Eagle, Simon, we can almost look at those players and say that's really surprising that they won. Almost like for AB to go out and win an elite series event, it's not surprising in the sense of we didn't think that he could do it. It's surprising that like, hey, he just beat up on the top 10 players in the world. And AB's arguably a top 10 player in the world right now. And so it's kind of like surprising in the sense of you're playing with the best in the world. Now, a Silver Series event, I think, is definitely a lot different. It's, you know, what seems like a glorified A tier. And I actually, I love Silver Series events. I love being able to see new names on coverage, see different people's game styles or play styles, and then seeing new players be showcased. I think it's awesome. It is awesome. Um, the fact that Brody got brought up, we don't have to continue long into this, but with where the game is going, one, that's impressive to be able to do what he's done. He's, I think he posted, or the Pro Tour posted, three top 15s, which is a funny number to say, but it's a stat, right? So he had three top 15s. And today, that's impressive. I'd like to see it. There was there was competition there, but I'd like to see that like consistent across like an elite or an elite plus yeah. or a major. Like then I'm going, all right. Yeah. I'm still impressed. I'm impressed. But I guess where I'm mm -hmm. going with this is the farther we go into disc golf, the less likely it is to happen, right? And that's true for a lot of the tenured players even. It's just yeah. the field is getting stacked in a new way. These kids that are able to throw so far because they started so young, they watched YouTube, they learned how to do it. It's just, it's becoming a different thing. So. And you also got to look at it where, you know, let's say Brody's in his 30s. Brody is, you know, towards this part of his career when Evan Scott is, he's at the beginning of his career and he's already playing extremely well in the tour and he's, you know, 18 years old. He has so much time in the sport, barring any major injuries that Brody came into the sport and he'll say this a lot where he's like, man, I wish I found this earlier. I wish I could compete when my body was a lot healthier. You've seen Brody with the injuries from Ultimate Frisbee, where he's not at, I mean, he is at a disadvantage in a sense for how his body is, but he's done so extremely well to get as good as he's gotten in our sport. And I'm, I, and I'm laughing because someone in the chat, shout out Eric Triplett. Dude, he's, he, he's a loyal fan. <laughs> shout out Eric. I love Eric. Okay. I'm laughing because it is so, so disc golf. He, he's referring to uh, one of Brody's podcasts that he pointed out a good stat that had said he missed eight up and downs from inside 200 feet at Portland. If he makes all of those, he would have contended for the win. And I'm laughing because that is so disc golf. At the end of every tournament, I go, dang it. I had three putts from 20 feet that I missed. Had I hit those, I would have won. Here's the thing. With those stats, they are stats. But you didn't do it. We're not robots. You didn't yeah. do it. Like that's the stat. And, and that's you didn't that's do always it. the thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like when you ask anyone uh, how their round went. Yeah, it's, it's like won. asking anyone I how their round went. It's if Matt and I go out and play. It's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I shot six down, but I should have shot ten yeah, down. Every I missed two circle one putts, and I every single player who's contending for a win at a tournament could say, you know, Aaron Gossage was contending for the win at Portland Open. He missed a fifteen foot putt late in that tournament and then missed a circle one putt to kind of seal the deal. So, I mean, 
every single player can say that. To be fair, when it turns and yes, this so that statement that you and I both made is absolutely true. But when it comes to like, let's just say like I missed eight inside of 20 feet. Let me just say like 20 feet, for instance, putter. If I miss eight, I go, come on, that's not like me. Like, I just let me make four of those. I would have been contending for the win. Like we get the sentiment there. It's like, dang, that is not like you. You probably, you know, should have, would have, whatever. But if it's just like, I don't know. Again, it's an interesting stat. I just wanted to point it out because it's so disc golf. That's how we are. <laughs> Had I yeah. only done this. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Uh, I think we've made it. We've made the caller wait forever. Forever. Actually, Did nine they minutes, up? 43 seconds to be exact. Did they hang up nope, live caller? Can we hear you? They're here. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you want me to put them in? I changed it so we couldn't hear them. Now we can hear them. Okay. Now we can hear you live caller. Can we hear you? Hello? Oh, hello. We have audio level, Ben. Good yeah. job. Okay. Good job. Well, what's Thank your name? You. Ryan. 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 RC. It sounds, I can recognize the sound of the way Ryan's name is said. Say your name again, Ryan. Let's see if we can get it. Ryan Travis. Oh. Oh. (laughs) RC Cola in the house. We are familiar. We are friends. Yes. Um, not, not, not quite in our neck of the woods, but in our neck of the woods. We see around Ryan. Okay, so Ryan, you made it through. We're going to play a game called Better or Worse. Do you hold up your right hand and swear not to cheat? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. Good. All we, you, You'll we, know by how bad I lose. Oh, this is true. Okay. Um, we just don't want... The chat can do this if they want, but to play along, we don't want people to go to the, the um, Pro Tour stats. That's all we're saying. Everyone's like, quick, get on Pro Tour stats. Here we go. All you're going to do is say if you think this player is better or worse than a standing that I give you. So I'm going to say Disc Golf Pro Tour points standing. So everyone gets points following the completion of a Disc Golf Pro Tour event. Not as many at Silver. Obviously more at Elites, Elite Pluses, Majors, etc. They get lots of points. Nick is feverishly typing. He wants to win. Did oh, no, he's muted. So here. his mute works this time. That's awesome. It's yeah, I've, I found the actual button because my <laughs> microphone's so weird. So I'm just gonna mute it like the actual way. After the show last week, we were laughing so hard. <laughs> the sound of typing. Da, 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 da. Okay, so here we go, Ryan. I'll put Ben up on the chopping block What's first. But we're all gonna choose something here. Um, did Haley is Haley King currently better or oh. worse than 10th place? On the disc golf pro tour points worse. standing. I don't think has she even been playing. Okay, Haley King. Ben says worse. Ryan, we're gonna make you go second. I've got to agree. I don't think she's played enough, and I'd say worse. Worse than tenth. Okay, Nick, what do you think? Better or worse than tenth place? I would have to assume worse right now. This is a trick question, isn't it? If everybody gets it wrong, I get a point. Okay. And look how <laughs> proud I am of myself. She is currently, does anybody want to guess now that you know? You're going to say like eighth. Thirteenth. <laughs> Ninth. Ninth is what she is currently. Damn it. Uh, so she was better than 10th place. That's uh, th- Now you see how this game's going to go. So one point for me, everyone else zero. Sorry, Ryan. Okay, here we go. Number two, FPO still. And we're going to start with Ryan this time. Sai Ananda, better or worse than 10th place? Disc Golf Pro Tour points. 
better. Has to be better. This is Ryan. Was a trick oh, question, Ryan, but Ryan. I got to go better. Okay. Ryan is saying better than 10th place. He has to say that because she's playing well, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Ben. Uh, or Nick. Sorry, Nick. Uh, better. Better and Ben. Better. She seems to be doing a lot better. <laughs> I like how you just followed up with she seems to be. Yeah. Because I get another point. Thank you, gentlemen. Jeez, uh, she is doing trick, worse. Man. She is 12th. Yeah, I picked. How is Haley King in ninth? <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. I hope I did this correct. I should go back and double check this. Now that you're making me question. No, no, you so might weird. be right. I just, I don't even think Haley King's been playing unless I just have been living under a rock. Okay, hold on. I'm just recycling just to make sure. Yes, Haley King with ninth. Sayananda is 12th. Okay, good. Two points for me. Here we go. Another FPO player. Uh, we're going right to Nick with this one. Paige Pierce, better or worse than 10th? A better. Better. Uh, this we one go, can't be a trick question. We go over to Ben. Better. This one can't be a trick question. <laughs> and we're going to Ryan uh, third. I want to be the least favorite person in the world, and I'm going to say worse. Worse. Are you, do, are you doing the Steve Falco rule? You're just going for points now, yeah. right? Dude, we haven't seen Steve Falco. Okay. We can't get smoked by you, Matt. That's right. Well, yeah, oh, that's just true. I'm running away with it. Yeah. Uh, he's like, we're so you're teaming up. I see. You let them pick. You pick the other. You're gonna get some points. Okay. Paige Pierce is doing, or is worse than tenth place. Any guesses for a bonus point, Ryan? What place How? she is? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. No bonus points. Good guess. She is fourteenth. What? In DGPT. I know it's crazy, bro. You have bamboozled us. It is yeah. crazy. This is, I thought this game would be totally awesome because of that. And for once, like you did to me with the silver events, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did a horrible. I was like, revenge. All right, yeah. here we go. This is what I literally just got none of those. It's okay. That's how I felt with silver events, but I think this is harder. Okay, uh, here we go. This, we're changing up the place. I've said, 10th for the top these last three now we're going to change the number system up here but i'm going to say missy gannon and we're going to i think it's going to be ben and is missy gannon better or worse than sixth place sixth how are you going to six all right i uh, had to pick a number that's tough i think she's worse i think you're trying to bamboozle me again so i'm going worse <laughs> bamboozle ryan you're up yeah, I think I've only seen her once this year. I feel like worse. Okay, worse. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, you know, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to say better. <laughs> you guys have figured out the game. You're like, yeah. someone gets points. All right, the answer is better. And Nick, for bonus points, uh, what do you think she is for a place? Sixth. Wait, <laughs> did you say if she's better than sixth? Better or so worse she... than sixth. It would not be sixth. All right, so fifth. Okay, it is not fifth. It is fourth. Fourth. Missy oh Gannon, fourth. Paige Pierce, 14th. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. So Nick has a point. Ryan has a point. I have two points. Here we go. Last FPO player. Better or worse than sixth again? Cat Merch going to Ryan. Oh, I love Cat. Oh. Every two, one of these two is wins, a good question, but I got to go better. He goes better. Uh, let's go to Nick. Better. 
Better. Oh, God. <laughs> Better. Better. Uh, going to intern Ben. I'm, I am O for O, so... I'm going to go better because I like cat. <laughs> I thought you were going to make so. I'm going to go worse. The answer is worse. Because she's in sixth. No, better or worse no. than sixth. So she is, is seventh. Four. I, is that's seventh. exactly. I was like, she's going to be seventh or eighth right now. But mm-hmm. well, I, you, know, I thought yeah, she would have had wins. to have been fifth. She would have had to have been fifth yeah. or top three, which would have been yeah. impressive. But with those wins. I mean, she's, she's playing great. Yeah. yeah. All right. How you feeling, Ryan? You ready to go over to MPO? Points make no sense, but let's go. <laughs> Points make no sense. <laughs> I have zero. That's I what have I can tell you. I, I have one. Nick has one. Ryan has one. I can one. tell you. You guys need to get the bonus points here. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely put them up here. Yeah, points are free. They don't mean anything. When I used to go to a summer camp as a kid, they'd be like, for one million points, who can eat the like blended like cafeteria food? Like Ew. Like million about, points. About word of life. Yeah. yeah. A million points. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, it brings back such good memories though, because I can totally picture exactly what's going on Bros right now. For a million points. Okay. All right. For the so, red team. So for one point, everybody. Actually, I should just make it a million and make it more exciting. Simon Lazat. Simon, if you're listening, what do you think? Better or worse than tenth place? How many wins does he have? One. 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 And he missed Waco. That's all I know. You guys are getting thrown off because you're like, is Matt trying to throw us off? Or is this like... I'm going to say worse. Okay, Nick's starting it out. Worse. Uh, Let's go to intern Ben. I'm going to say better. I think think he stopped then. Oh. No, it's better than 10th or worse than 10th. So you think better? You think he's 9th or better? I'm going to say better. I'm just going to... Yeah. Okay. Ryan, what do you think? Worse. Worse. Okay. The answer is worse. So Nick and Ryan, what do you think? I'll go first. I think he's in 14th right now. Okay, Ryan, what do you think? 13th. The answer is 13th. Ryan gets two points. Wow. Good job, RC. His nickname's RC Cola. (laughs) Okay. So now Ryan is tied with myself. Three points to three me, and Nick has two. All right. Dose. Here we go. Next MPO question. We'll start with Ryan. Paul Macbeth, better or worse than 10th? Worse. <laughs> he said it so, like, He's disgusted. like, sad. Yeah, worse. The... Like, why would that, you make me sad. say that? Yeah. <laughs> why would you make me say that, bro? Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan, we're going to Nick. Dude, it might be worse. But I kind of don't want to say worse. <laughs> I'm thinking, and I, I'm just trying to think of tournaments in my head right now. But uh, the chat's all coming Simon's in. Simon's got the win, but let's go better. Better than tenth. All right, I'm going worse. I got a point. Thank you. <laughs> all right, the answer is worse. Yes. And First now point. you got to say, what do you think, Ben? Where are you picking Paul to be? And then we'll go to Ryan. 15. Okay, 15. Ryan, you can pick the same number or different. Uh, let's go 18. Both of you are close, but no. It was 17th. Very close, Ryan. 17th. Paul is 17th. Paige Pierce is 14th. What What are we doing in the disc golf world? <laughs> um, crazy. 
All right, point, points don't mean everything, obviously, but they're a pretty good indicator of how you're performing on the pro tour. Okay, let's go another one here. Aaron Gossage. Ooh. Goose. Better or worse Goose. than 10th? Better. Okay, Nick says better. Ryan. Yeah, better. Better. Ben. Yeah, better. Points for me. No way. <laughs> wow. Is he actually worse? Yeah. That's it's Dude, so we crazy. Suck at this. It's so crazy. You gotta. I'm it's gonna have to go back. And Evan did like world we rankings. Need a, I can know. I would know. We need to clip this out or tell Evan to start listening at you know the hour and a half mark and have him do this game. Oh right. Answer. Yeah. See how he does. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Uh, I'm loading it up just so I can read out um, real quick. He's 11th. I'll just give you his places. 20th at LVC. 45th at Waco. 20. This is recency bias, Nick. We've talked about this before. Yeah. 25th no, at right. Open at Austin. 8th at Texas State. 17th at Music City. 57th at Champions Cup. 23rd at Jonesboro. And then most recently, third, seventh, second. That's why we're thinking like, oh, it's got to be way higher. But 11th place to Aaron Gossage. All right. We actually have four more MPO to go. Sheesh. Ezra Aderhold, better or worse than 10th? We're putting Ryan up. Better. Better than 10th. All right, Nick. Better. 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 Uh, ben. Better. Better. This is the first time we've done it. Ladies and gentlemen, they've all answered correctly. Yes. They each get Star a point. point. They each get a point, but we're going to go, what position is he out of better than 10th? 7th. Ben says 7th. I'm going to go... Ryan says 8th. Damn it, Ryan said 8th. You can say 8th. The, the numbers are free. Like Nope, that's no fun. Steve Falco. He's 5th place. 5th place. Hot. All right. Ezra Aderhold is better, but he is only ninth. Nobody said ninth, right? No. Yeah. Okay. So what are the points, Nick? You have three? I have three. I have two. Ben has two. Come back. And Ryan has four. Is that correct? I think so. I don't know. I have three or four. I think Ryan's winning. No, you got three. No, because he was tied with me at three. He just got that right. Fourth. Yeah. Four. Okay. Three left. I need to stump you. So here we go. Kyle Klein. Better or worse than 10th? Recency. Worse. Worse. Better. Come on. I got a point there. Ben says better. I got a point there. The answer is better. Yes. Okay. So (gasps) intern Ben, what number? Third place? No. (laughs) Oh. uh, Eighth. I was just happy. Did you just look over my shoulder? No. Eighth place. So you just got two points. All right. I'm tied with RC. What do you have? Four? Yeah. Okay. I have three. Nick has Come back. three. I came back. Ryan has four. Ben has four. Two more. Eagle McMahon. Oh. Better or worse than fifth place? Fifth. <laughs> fifth. Holy You're like, this is easy. Guac and cheese. Why not go worse? <laughs> going I'm going worse. better. I I kind of want to say better just for fun, but like I, that can't be right. So I'm gonna go worse. But Matt's been picking these tricky tricksters. <laughs> what are you saying, Nick? Worse. All right. So Ryan and Nick said worse. Ben said better. Yes. Yeah. I'm laughing because Ben, that's pretty funny. It is worse. Nick, Darn. what do you think? 
He's in seventh place. Okay, Ryan. Eleventh. Eleventh. Nick, you were the closest. It was sixth place. Eagle is sixth place on the point standings. Incredible. All right. Last one. Better or worse than fifth for Isaac Robinson? Uh, Better. Okay. Better. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Better. Better and Ben. Well, I'm going to have to Steve Falco it. Right? I need a chance to Hold win. on. Let me just double check the points. Nick, you now Ryan's, have four. I have four. Ryan's got five. Ben's got four. That's right. Um. So, Ryan. He said worse. Oh, sorry. I'm he better. said worse. He said better. And sorry, Ben, what did you say? I, w- I would say better, but I'm Steve Falco and I'm going worse. Because I, you're like, I need to win. I need, I need this point. It's all or nothing. The answer is... He is better. Nick, I think your only chance at winning... Wait, can you? So you technically yeah. don't have fifth, five, he, he has could six. Guess, he could guess. So if you get the number right, you can tie him Ryan if Ryan gets it wrong. So both of you think of a number. Gentlemen's honor, you will not change it. Tell me when you're ready. I put mine in the chat. Oh, there you go. Ryan, I can see um, the number. Nick did. can see it now. Nick, what do you say? Third. Oh, Nick read the chat. <laughs> no, I didn't read the Ryan, chat, but I wanted to say fourth because I figured Ryan probably said third as Ryan well. and Nick both answered three. Yeah. The answer is? It's going to be the fourth. Three. Oh, no okay. way. So Nick gets seven. I mean, Nick gets six. And Ryan, our live game caller, gets seven points and wins. We got to think of something to get him. Maybe something from Discira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's the new polo. He, he's on the he's on the team. So. That's why I'm joking. That's why I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't need this, Kara. Um, yeah. We'll think of something to ship him. Intern Ben, when we leave uh, here, we'll pack something up. We have a towel. Do we have a towel? No. Oh, there's Jerky. lots of things. We'll give. Oh, him oh, we can give him a hat. We have. We've got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. All right, or Ryan. A limited edition comment. No, I'm kidding. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for listening so regularly. We see you in the chat. Thanks for playing this game. Hope you had a good time. Anything you want to shout out before you go? I just want to say thanks for uh, having me on, and we'll see you guys soon. Yeah, for sure. All right, Take man. bud. Have a good one. Yep, see you guys. Give him the cool music. That. All right. Well... That, that kind of brings us to the end. That brings us to the end. Last week we had a little bit of a long show. <laughs> I have uh, a little bit of a short show. Yeah, but I got I got two shout outs to go through Do really it. quick. Uh, one of my favorite people in all of disc golf, Kale Levesca winning the Majestic. And one of my really good buddies also in disc golf, Casey White getting second place. It was a battle literally until the 27th hole of the second round. And it was super awesome to just casually watch the live scoring. Um, so shout out to them too, because that's awesome. And then we had the amateur United States Amateur Disc Golf Championships this past weekend, which is an amateur major. And Ryan Mulder won it. And he won it by seven, which is yeah pretty filthy. But anyways, just want to shout him out, because this past weekend of disc golf was just tournaments on tournaments on tournaments. And it's just been insane to watch. We had Casey White on as a guest host in studio, and I think yeah. it might have been while you were out, Nick, right? Yeah. Yep. And people raved over him on they our show. Him. They were like, oh, he's awesome. Man. 
And Casey, he would have yeah. been on. He would have been on can, right away again, but it just it had. Yeah. He was traveling and whatever. Can I give a quick shout Casey? out to? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, real quick. So I'm I'm running a buy sell trade at Maple Hill this Sunday, June 18th, from 10 to 4. What is a buy sell trade? So basically, <laughs> it it's a buy sell trade is you just set up. At, it's not like my ex a yard sale. Yeah, it's basically a yard sale. You set up, you bring whatever you want disc golf related. If you want to bring your like old blender, or whatever, I don't care. And it's at Maple Hill. We have 15 vendors so far. It's $25 a vent. That's 100% going to Project Semicolon in honor of Abel Virgil. Um, so 100% of the vendor fee is being donated. I'm, I'm doing this for free. And I, I would like to see at least 15 more people join so we can donate more. Can they show up, Dave? They, you can show up, Dave, if you want to vent. It's also free for you to attend. And... You can keep whatever profits you make. The only thing that's guaranteed to be um, donated f- from the Northeast Disc Golf Expo is the vendor p- fee. Like I said, we're, we're just doing that because it's just to raise awareness. It's, it's a fundraising type day, and it's a day to get the disc golf community, you know, um, involved and offload some old old plastic. Yeah, it's mm. a it's a good cause. This Sunday, we talk about you know. The passing of friends who were going through dark times. And we were always like, man, had we only known, what could we have done? And I knew Abel as a friend in the local disc golf scene. And we saw it rock the disc golf world again a few months ago, or not even a few months ago, in the last four mm-hmm. weeks. Um, this is a way to do something to contribute. It may not be directly to an individual you know, but it benefits directly individuals you know who need the help. So leave it to the professionals in a lot of ways, but be that friend. You know what I'm trying to say. So it's a great cause. It is a great cause. And you can everyone can benefit from being reached out to. So reach out to your friends whenever you get the chance. uh, No one would think anything less of being reached out to. No, in all seriousness, you know, I've been transparent on the show before. I've had a card in my wallet that was a hotline for when you need help. Mm-hmm. I had it in there. Does that make me, you know, a, a depressed, bad person? No, because people need help. You never know when they need help. And it was not a bad thing to have that I could call free, have access to anything that I needed access to for that help. And I think that is fantastic. That's a lot of what this Project Semicolon does. Yes. It's benefiting a friend of ours, of course, after his life, but it goes to benefit those that would be in a similar situation to him. So help help out that cause, but have a good time with what Ben's doing. I would be there. Absolutely. I'm it's, actually it's Father's Day. Yeah. There, it's but tough. I'm I'm out of the state. Yeah. It's it's a it's actually like I'm bummed. Cause like you know all the stuff I could sell. You have yeah. I was thinking I could just like give someone like a commission to sell my stuff. You got oh it's not a bad idea. Maybe me. <laughs> I'll just give you like boxes of <laughs> stuff to sell. You just sell them at like cheap, cheap prices. Yeah, right. Right. All right. Uh, anything else, Nick? Uh, no, I think that's it. But we got a packed month of June for disc golf. Uh, Going to be incredible. DDO. Oh, DDO is coming up this weekend. We got to make DDO picks. D D O. Wait, we should check. Ricky Wysocki. No, we need to check the roster. I mean, time. Ricky's playing because me and Matt picked Ezra and Isaac Robinson for their, uh, the last zoo town, and they both did not play. Yeah. So make your pick, and I'll verify for you if you want. But All I'm right. saying Ricky Wysocki. I'll, yeah. I'll go Ezra again. If he's Aderholm? Yeah, I'll go Ezra again. He's playing. He's registered. Yeah. Cool. Yep. 
Where are you going, FBO? <sighs> this is hard. Can't merge. Ooh, big time. Um, All right, I'm going. I, I'm, dude. I might pick it until he gets one, but man, Anthony Barella. He plays extremely well here. If he puts all the rounds together, I think he has a great chance of taking it down. AB and my obvious pick, Kristen Tatar by a mile. Yep, Ricky and Kristen. I hope you're keeping track. I think I got points with Kristen last week. Yeah. Uh, anyway, finally picked. It's her. hard to keep track. We've we yeah. picked people that have them in the field. It's like zero points. Crazy. Zero points. I'm picking Ricky exactly. and Kristen. Zero points is good in our system. Oh, so hundred points. <laughs> Ricky and Kristen for me. All right, close us out, Nick. Ooh. Anyways, we thank you, you everybody we for tuning in. Not Evan Scott. Yep, we missed you, Evan. Evan's in the chat. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah he is. What? Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, he is. He, he goes Aaron, Aaron Gossage, Gossage and Kristen Tatar. All right. Evan, big shout out, Statman. No, you got to play the game that we played just a little bit ago. But everybody, thanks for tuning in on this wonderful Monday night. Can't wait to hang out with all you guys this month of June. We got an action packed month of disc golf. We say it every single week, and we truly mean it. Tell someone you love them. We love you guys. We are so appreciative of all you guys. Reach out to your friends this week. Tell them you love them. We'll catch you next week. I really hope that Evan's like sitting on the toilet alone in the bathroom or something. And I know no it's one weird knows to where say, he's on honeymooning. But I, no there's that. But also, he's just married. He better be with his wife or something. But like, he's like, I, I'm in the bathroom, bro. My like, guess is he just went to like Vermont. That's my guess where he went honeymoon. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's close it out. You're awesome, Ben. Evan, you're awesome wherever you are. Nick, you're awesome. Peace out, everybody. Peace. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.